0: And welcome to Diamond Dreams Miami, Up and In. Mike, a couple of firsts. Today I'll mention the second first a a little later. Well, in a little bit, not too much later. But this is the first time we've done two episodes in one week. Two for one. Two for one. Two for one. The people are calling for it. The
1: people are calling for it. Listen, that last episode was absolutely awesome. Hey, listen,
0: I want to thank Omar Falcón for coming through. I told him, Mike. At the beginning, he was like, "Hey, you know, I haven't done a podcast before. I'm a little timid." And I told him, Omar, once once you start, <clears throat> you're gonna be okay. Once that you're bourbon got okay. going, once yeah. that little <laughs> scotch got going, scotch <laughs> you're, on you're ice, gonna, you're gonna be fine, huh? And and and, dude, he was on. Like he was on. Remember, he's like, "I'm going outside the box." Outside the box. Listen, I'm going outside the box, and I've, we loved it.
1: I've known Omar, like I said, for a very, 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 very long time, and. I've never had an issue with him of nothing, about nothing, zero, zero stuff. A guy who has feel for the environment he's in, you know, I've been with him at games and there's been people around and he knows how to stand next to you and whisper something and say something. He's got super feel for what he's doing and we're just going to have to have him back. He's stuck. He's stuck now. He's
0: stuck. For sure. He's going to come on multiple times and you know, he, and we want to thank everybody that's listened to, to the podcast, you know, this last episode, Mike, episode fourteen, we got a bunch of people. You got a bunch of people. I got a bunch of people writing to us, telling us how much they liked it, and they're loyal listeners now. They told me, look, we just listened to episode fourteen. We're gonna start going back and listening from episode one through through uh, fourteen and fifteen, right? And people that were driving back from yep. from vacation now that listened yep. to it on the way back,
1: big time, big time. Listen, it, it was it's been outstanding. The people have reached out. People haven't heard from him in a long time. People haven't spoken to yep. nothing. And I know the same thing happened with Omar because he sent me a bunch of screenshots. Same thing happened with you. The good thing is, hey, people are tuning in, man.
0: Absolutely, you, you know, know, as long but, uh, as we get, you know, our loyal listeners, and you guys, Keep tell listening. your friends, and you tell your friends, and you, you know, like, like what, what does Pub Daddy it. say? Tell your friends to get with my <laughs> friends; we can be friends. <laughs> and we want to give a shout out to Sammy Love for our intro music.
1: Beautiful, exclusive.
0: It's ours, man.
1: <laughs> you know, I say it every week. It's ours. Is she ever gonna? Uh, are they ever gonna? He ever gonna come on the show or what?
0: We got to bring them on. And I always oh, say this. You know, my, my wife, Anna, she's here, you know, shooting some behind the scenes. And I always say, Sammy Love, radio stereo, the band he's in, best lead singer in the game, Whoa. Anna's best friend, Liana.
1: There you go. she coming on or what?
0: We got to bring her on. Huh? She, she knows zero about baseball. doesn't matter. <laughs> but we'll bring her. Listen, <laughs> let's talk hey, music. She could, she could sing some tunes for us. Maybe we could play, like, name that tune. No,
1: man. Right? I love And I love to know with these artists... How they get in their zone to do what they do? That that that's what I want to feel with her. So
0: so yeah, man, let's do it. Let's make one, it one one great. <laughs> I don't know if I should say the story, but one great story, and I, I won't. I won't mention the rest of the story when she comes on. She might be able to mention it, but I remember we went to go see her at Bougainvilleas one time, and you know her her husband Alex. He he's the best man. He's an awesome attorney. He's my my go to. For for real estate attorney for for closings, and he go he's like his wife's number one fan. Like he goes to all the shows, always texts us like, "Hey, you guys gotta come support Liana," and he's there like giving her some drinks. And and dude, something hit her, and she was just like, like he said, in the zone. That I'm like, exactly. She doesn't yeah. even know we're here. Like she's yeah. just singing, and she's singing yeah. Barracuda, yeah. and and dude, she is like. I'm on. always
1: curious to know. What it takes for people to get in their zone. And for musicians, artists, um, graphic designers, there's, there's special painters. There's people are oh, spe- yeah. special minds, man. I want to know how it works.
0: So I you said know. we have a couple of firsts on the show, and we'll get to it really quick. But first, brought to you by Diamond Dreams Miami Academy.
1: Diamond Dreams Miami, locked and loaded. Um, practicing our way up, getting our registration forms in, getting our league fees in, getting the teams ready to go, uniforms getting made, The the January grind. And getting ready for opening day. Coming soon. Excited. Yep. Excited.
0: And then, of course, me, realtor Armando Alvarez there for uh, the Opus Group at Compass. Hit me up if you want to buy a house, if you want to rent, if you want to sell.
1: Want to have coffee? Hey,
0: people always ask me, is it is it a good time to buy? It's a good time to buy. Interest rates are a little high, but the competition is a lot less. So you're not going to have people, you know, around the corner competing against you, putting money over appraisal. Okay. So it's a good time to buy. You good. can refinance later on when the... There you go.
1: Always a solution.
0: When the interest rates go down.
1: And if you're not sure, have Cafecito with Armando. Hit him up. He likes La Gardeta.
0: Maybe when a certain governor becomes president. Oh, you never know. I don't know. I, I don't know. know maybe. I never know. <clears throat> but the first, we have a an amazing sponsor today.
1: First sponsor, man. My,
0: my, my stomach is, is awesome. feeling great right now. My heart is happy. Magic City Pizza. We got Pepe Marina from Magic City Pizza, the owner, CEO, the everything of Magic City Pizza, 741 Coral Way. Yes, sir. Pepe, welcome to Diamond Dreams oh, Miami up and you. in.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Welcome to the show, man. Awesome to have. Uh, you've been to how many seasons? it be your second season now? Second season, yeah. Second season. Strong. Jam. Triple play yeah. guy. Triple play guy. <laughs> Team gold last season. <laughs>
0: Best nickname. Man, best every, nickname. every time I see Jam, I think of Jam, like you know, the Michael Jackson song, Jam. <laughs>
1: you know, I was the last to find out about that. You know, I had told him, I was like, Jam? I'm like, who's Jam? They're like, what do you mean? Like, Jam's been Jam for him. I'm like, what do you mean? It was awesome. So now, like, even in my roster book, Be-
2: best
0: nickname. I don't is write it,
1: Jose Andres yeah, yeah, Marina yeah. anymore. I no, just put no, Jam. No. Like
2: everybody knows where, you know, who he is. <laughs> That's
0: <laughs> his hype song. Is Space it. Jam. There he is. Jam. Oh, dude, Space Jam. Dude, yeah, space jam. I think Priscilla the yeah, yeah other day was telling me there was another one. That he was jamming to in the car. He loves it. He loves it. Oh, pump up the jam. Yeah, yeah. So any that's any song. song with They're jam. All about him now. That's his jam. <laughs> He's a good kid, that's man. jam's jam. But babe, thank, thanks for coming on. Thanks for the pizza. Um I, I just had the meat lovers. My God, dude. It it is it is so good. Oh, thank you, thank you.
1: First time I had pizza from there was today. We had a meat lovers, we had a cheese, we had some garlic, um, garlic rolls, right? Yeah. And we have a couple of flancitos flying, here, made by, still made in house, yeah. right? Abuelita, yeah.
2: award-winning,
1: award-winning, <laughs> the
0: award-winning. Man, what's up, with, good. what's up with the grandmas and moms? Like they just know how to cook. Oh, they're amazing. <laughs> they're the best
1: because <laughs> they had feel and they they made it. They made it a hundred times until it was good. Now we're following too many recipes. Yep. There's not enough uh, not enough feel yeah, in yeah, the yeah. cooking. You know what I mean?
0: And Pepe, we were talking a little bit before we started recording the podcast. How when when did you open the shop? What made you open the the pizza shop? And you know, what what all the passion you put into it? Because th- this is really it's really good, damn good pizza. Yeah, it's good.
2: 2014. I opened October of uh, 2014. I think almost eight years already. Um, I used to work in that same shop when I was in Columbus.
0: Oh wow! So mm-hmm.
2: and then I was working. In construction overseas, and then I decided to try to stick to something in Miami, and and there you go, pizza was pizza my was thing. The way to
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome, no, and especially I mean I know 2014 jam wasn't around, but once you have kids, you want to yeah, be yeah, you want to be, be, be around the family. You be
1: home, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man, creates that flexibility. Huh? Being yep. your own boss, that's awesome.
0: Oh, absolutely. And we were talking a little bit about like the you know we're we're big sports guys. You know we watch the Super Bowl, we watch the World Series. You know the national title game. Obviously, Super Bowl has to be the the busiest for yes. you, right? Super Bowl is definitely number one day of the year for pizza, wings, big
2: day. You
1: for, said something like two hundred pounds of wings on that day, or something like wings. over yeah, two hundred pounds of yeah, wings. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, can you imagine that? <laughs> Dude, can you imagine that? You're bench pressing hundred pounds of wings. And saying, that that is a lot of wings, man.
0: But yeah. people want to know what what kind of wings do you have? What flavor wings do you have?
2: We got a few. We got um the barbecue, buffalo, uh, teriyaki. There's like the basic ones. Then we have our in house. Sauces of uh, honey garlic, honey sriracha, garlic parm—all good ones. So those all those in-house
1: that, ingredients, yeah, you guys yeah. are making those sauces yeah, yeah. We in-house.
2: Make those sauces. That's awesome. Man. We toss them right there, right out I, of the
0: So good. I need to. I, I think we need to have a wing tasting. competition. We're gonna have to do something. <laughs> we're gonna have to do something. A wing, a wing so tasting, and we get Pepe or, our feedback. But paper, I always see you at uh, at the games. You 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 have a Marlins. Uh, had now and you also the are on, on, on Oakland A's. What 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 team did you cheer for growing up?
2: The Marlins, definitely the Marlins. Uh, the Florida Marlins. 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 <laughs> Orestes Estrade, oh, yeah. Chuck
0: Chucky Carr, uh, yeah, yeah. Scott Pose. What, what 30, year were you, Columbus
1: graduate?
2: 04. 04.
1: So you're how old right now?
2: Thirty. Six? Yeah, I think about 30, it. Yeah, you got yeah, the side of yeah, 30. yeah. 35. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we, we get to an, yeah, we get to an age, and we're <laughs> like, yeah, 36. do I really want
0: to? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great, yeah, man. Let's take out the calculator.
2: So you that's were there great,
0: when man. when they had that, you know, great team with John Jay. Yep. Yeah, 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 very good teams at Columbus.
1: Wait, well, really quick, so. This is right across from Flagami, right? Flagami Park. So, so if you're listening and, you know, you're at the Flagami game during the week, now we start in February, you got a weekend game, you want to get a pizza to go, or maybe you want to get a pizza right across the street, they're literally right next to the bakery, right? Yeah. Um, right next For to sure. JB Auto Parts. Right there in that same Right there in that same little yeah. strip, right there on the corner. Show them some love.
2: We'll take it to you there. Yeah, they'll take yeah, it to there. you there. In the
0: parking lot. They hey, soon in, soon, both. Jam's going to be playing there <laughs> yeah, yeah. soon.
1: So you'll be in good shape.
0: Awesome. <laughs> no, man, it's, it's awesome. Great pizza. I've had it before at uh, our, our good friend Bibi Perez house. It, it's it's really good pizza. The wings are great. everything everything, everything you, I've eaten you. from there is great. Awesome, man. And I'm not just saying it because he's here, but it's yeah. it's really good pizza.
1: Awesome, and we're happy to have him here, man. Thank you I'm so much. I'm trying to get through this the podcast show. quick so I can <laughs> have uh, a few more slices. <laughs> before I eat them all.
0: <laughs> exactly. But Pepe, feel free to chime in as we as we talk here on on Diamond Dreams Miami up and in. And and Mike, we just had a great episode with Omar Falcone, as we were mentioning. A lot of great advice for parents, like Pepe over here, for kids like, like Jam and Anderson. And, oh, yeah. You know, and Heck one, of a show. one of the things that stuck out for me is the story of how he got to the minor leagues. He got drafted, this, and, and Pepe, he needs to listen to, to the last episode, yeah. but last episode, Omar Falcón got drafted in the third round by the San Diego Padres, and he gets there and has a pretty good first year, and he says that, After that, he was like, hey, I got three guys to beat out. And when he got to spring training the next year, he's like, it wasn't three guys. It was eight guys. And all these catchers were as good as me. And the difference is, what makes you different from that guy? Mike Quintana, you were in the pros. You played for the Phillies. You played for the Indians in in their system. Tell me that same story on, on your end. Like, When did you get, and you're like, wow. Like, there, there's, some, there's some solid guys up here.
1: Yeah, so that happened to me in my first spring training. I signed in, in 2001 at the FIU. as an eighth-round pick, and I went to short season A-ball. Uh, got there, you know, played right away because, you know, it's the league set up for the guys who signed in the middle of the year. Went to – I played for the Mahoning Valley Scrappers over there in, uh, in Ohio. And, um, you know, same thing. Went there, felt good, felt strong, played right away. You got treated a certain way. You just came in. And then you go into your off season feeling really good, but then, man, when you get to spring training, man, <laughs> you say, and for him it happened sooner because he got invited to instructional yeah. ball. So what I, you know, that's a little different. But I waited till spring training. When I got to spring training, like bro, there's 200 guys here, like you know. And then you got to start really, really figuring out how you're gonna compete. And then at the end of the day, everything comes down to production, production in the right moment, man. Yeah. Producing when you need to produce at the end of the day, you know, and keeping a good attitude about it, man, grinding through it, you know?
0: No, it's, you know, it's awesome the story he said, but it's, it's a lesson, right? Because there's so many kids that, oh yeah, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it. I mean, my my realization, I played through high school, I didn't, I didn't play college, but in, in high school, I remember, you know, getting there my freshman year and, and saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to be a Major League Baseball player one day. You know, I'm going to be Luis Polonia or Mike Gallego, you know, the shorter <laughs> the shorter guys that played in, in, in the pros. And, man, you know, once I started seeing, once we played Westminster and I saw that team, I was like, yo, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: the, not anywhere near these guys. The funnel starts getting, you know, goes from a really big funnel and that funnel starts tightening up and tightening up yeah. and tightening up. But at some point, that dream does end for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I still carry my release with me in my uh, in my book of of work, okay. Which I have in the car. I can show you when we're done. The last thing laminated is the is my release paper. You know what I mean? And <coughs> it's I keep it with me because it's a reminder of I did something that not right. a, not a lot of people get to do, but you know, you, you, a lot of people were better than you. You know, and it's a reminder for me to keep working and keep going and keep going and keep going and keep keep pushing and keep pushing. That's why I keep it with me.
0: To my friends that play other sports, grew up playing other sports, watch other sports that, you know, and I mentioned it in the last episode. There's some people that like to dog baseball. Baseball to me is the hardest sport to make it professionally. Like, and I'm not talking about professionally minor leagues. I'm talking about the big show. Um, That Westminster team I played my freshman year was stacked, top to bottom. I mean, prospect after prospect. They all got drafted or went to a D1 school. Was that with like those I, Manny Crespo years or something Maddie like Crespo, that? Manny Crespo, Jason Moore. Yeah, stacked, stacked to the rack. Kiwi Lopez. Yeah, stacked to the rack. Dude, they were always on the front page of the fast. Miami Herald Sports <laughs> 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 Somebody sliding
1: in the first, somebody hitting a jack. My, my yeah. freshman
0: year, we made regionals. 3A, we made regionals. We got to Westminster, got off the bus. These guys had music you know, jamming in their in their field. They had their announcer. It, it. I felt like it was a movie. I still replay this in my head. We walk in. They're swinging their bats. You know, Rich Hoffman, who everybody knew, was there. And these guys looked at us and they started laughing. And I was like, "Damn!" Like you know, talk about like being intimidated from like the the first moment. And then my 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 cousin, who's best friends with Al Lopez and Pee wee Pee Lopez, older brother. You know, big. You know, huge relationship with with the Lopez brothers and and Pee Wee gets his second base and he tells me, "Yo, man, your cousin's talking trash, bro. He's saying you're gonna, be, <laughs> you guys are gonna beat us." And then at that point, it was already like nine. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, realize. Oh, you God, know, I was man. just joking But uh, <laughs> but awesome. yeah, man, and nobody from that team made it to the majors. Pee Wee made it to Triple A. He got stuck there in Triple A. I mean, there's so many great players that just you know i mean M- mike was a hell of a player it's it, it's, it's tough it's david espinoza har- right. Omar so falcon
1: it's hard it's hard and sometimes when people think about how hard it is they only kind of like expand their brain as to what they know of baseball how far it extends but it's not only the united states it's the world mm. that you're competing with to get to the major leagues because a guy like shohei Yotani shows up and nobody's moving that guy <laughs> for the next 15 to 18 <clears throat> nope. years like it's not going anywhere you know, the, the the Dominican center fielder for Seattle, like, no matter what Probably happens, okay. nobody's touching that guy for the next 10 to 15 years. So it's it's difficult, man. But, you know, that's why, like, for me, when, when I meet these minor leaguers, these young kids, I really respect them a lot, man. You know, and then it's kind of like a funnel because, like, when I meet somebody who played years in AAA, I'm like... You know, this guy played AAA because I busted my butt, got up to Double A, didn't even last a whole year. But guys who played a while in AAA too, they're really close. They have more experience than me. They know a little more than me. They had a, a, a little bit of a better taste than I did. You know what I mean? But then when you get to those big leaguers, it's like you can just pick their brains and talk to them. Oh, and- man. Oh, man. There's so much at every level, and that's why I say the funnel gets smaller because you know right now you know little league, we're in our thing, but then you start getting to the high school, you start getting to the college, and then you know the higher you go up the chain in the minor leagues, that funnel gets tighter until it gets to the top, like it's, you know, and and um, every level is so tough in the minors. Man, and even so even
0: guys that made it to to the majors, that in in Triple A they were they were Hank Aaron in Triple A. I remember. Pepe, you're you're a Marlins fan. Abraham Nunez, Abraham Nunez will go in spring training and tear it up. He was the best spring training player I, I think I've ever seen, and then he would make it to the majors and nothing. They had a guy when inaugural year, Daryl Whitmore, made it to the pros, nothing. That's that's how hard it is. So that's when when people see like stars, you know that that make it to the majors, and then they're like, oh no, because he's not good. What do you mean he's not good enough? Like these
1: they're guys the are right amazing. No, they're the best of the best, man. The, the, the best the, of the best. the cream of the crop. Even, w- even when you go look at a team like the Martins, okay, the bottom of the division team, every single guy there <laughs> is, is really good, okay? He's really good. Oh, yeah. What separates them is maybe a little bit of talent, but it's at-bats. Like You can't compare a guy who has already, you know, 4,000, you know, 3,000, 4,000 major league at-bats to a guy who's you know, it's tough to do. But... It's you know, it's wild, man. Those, 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 you. No matter how good of a college player you think you are, you're not a pro, you know.
0: And on Diamond Dreams Miami, up and in, you may hear us dog some players in the major leagues <laughs> and call people scrubs, but by no means do we do still we the mean still they're, the they're the still best. the best of the best. The scrubby ones are the best, but they're still the best. <laughs> yeah, they're still they're you still a, they're still the best of the best, man. And and you know, and and Mike, another thing that stuck out to me. And you know you you run Diamond Dreams Miami Academy, you, you're gonna you, you know you you're gonna see it. You're gonna see it in high schools. You're gonna see it in you know in in, in, in little leagues and, and all that. But you know Omar mentioned how now more than back then, you're 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 hearing that name Tommy John a, a little earlier. Kids are being, you know, le están quemando el brazo. Le están quemando el brazo, you know. And, and I remember growing up seeing a couple of kids que le quemaban el brazo, but it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. Mike, how do you, how do you approach it? Listen,
1: I, I approach it the same way. I approached it the way I was taught by my dad. It was very simple. And I talked about it in the last episode. I played January through my season. I busted my butt all summer and the tea, and my dad and the Warlow pull-ups, the push-ups as a kid. That's what I did. I got ready for my fall season. I played my fall season. I s- practiced December, celebrated the holidays, went on vacation, did things a kid did, and I got back on it. So what, what I do in the academy is I don't play in the summer. We train, but in Diamond Dreams Miami, when you get to the upper division, six, you, seven, you, eight, you, nine, you, ten, you – when you show up in the summer, you're going to show up in your DD shorts and you're hitting open BP every day. Like, we don't even throw. The kids get there. I put them at their cones. I get your helmet, get your helmet. This guy goes to the spinners. This guy go to the tees. This is the rotation. I got a coach throwing BP. I got a coach in the cage doing flips. And we hit all summer. We bang all summer. The first day now that we're having our bullpens getting ready for the spring season, which starts the first week of, of uh, February, is this Sunday. You know? And this Sunday will be the, uh, like, the 15th, 16th. And we're starting 15 days ahead of when the season is. And, you know, for us, the, with the whole pitching thing, and, you know, I spoke to Omar extensively about it, man, we're super basic. Like, today I set up, like, four, four portable mounds, four strike zones. I had two pitching coaches there. The kids were in a the line. They'd pick up a ball out of the bucket. They'd get there, do the delivery. The coach would give them a pointer, and the line kept going. And we threw, and we threw, and we threw. And we're just throwing, you know what I mean? Um... But that's how we do it, man. That's how we do it. Uh, the leagues have limitations. Um, you know, we we do like forty pitches in our eight and under. Um, and uh and we're good, man. We're good. We're solid in that point.
0: And what 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 changed, man? Like why what, what do you see more more of that happening? Is it is it just people running academies? Is it parents think, just overworking their kids? I don't
1: think it's Little League, to be honest with you, because um you know, the you, you, little league is a lot because you have the coach pitch and, you know, those kids with a little. bit right, I think right. this starts to happen a lot when kids start playing summer ball, getting competitive, going to high school, and then going through high school. That's when I think yeah. it, it starts really, like, like, picking up because everybody wants to go to the best school. Everybody wants to be uh, a one, two, or start in the starting rotation. Everybody wants to be the first out of the bullpen. I want to be the closer. Everybody wants to find their role. But, you know, kind of like to get those roles, like – you got to play. So, like Omar said, you're kind of, like, stuck a little bit, you know, right. which is why he's doing a team and he's going to coach one because he wants to do it because he knows he has to do it, but he feels he's going to do it the, the way that it's the right way. So, right. you know, um, I just think that it gets to a point where, dude, you, you, you have to play year-round. That doesn't mean you have to pitch year-round. That doesn't mean you have to over-abuse your arm year-round. It doesn't mean that. But – you are going to get to a point where you need to play year round. Like you can't, you have right. to play more games. Like the whole like I'm going to practice more than I'm going to play like no. Like play more, practice more. <laughs> do both more. But you're going to have to get to a point where you play all year round. Just the way it is set up with with high school and stuff, you're just going to have to do it.
0: Yeah, no, and look the, all, all these are are interesting topics. We're going to go over it a little bit more. Next Tuesday with Espy, David oh, yeah. Espinosa. David Espinosa. He's going to be back. And we're going to – we just like – I don't even think we scratched the surface with Espy. Listen, we didn't <laughs> scratch the episode. surface. But listen, we've
1: lined up some solid guests coming oh, up. Yeah. Now that we have David we Espinoza coming up next Tuesday, which he's excited. He's caught up. He told me today he's like, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm he, so pumped he's, up. he's pumped. Um after that Thursday, we're going. To, we're going to go two for one again, or we're, we're, go we're two going for two one. for one. Wow. We're going two for one. We're going four for four in two weeks. I love oh, yeah. it. We're gonna have Carlos Casanova. Carlos Casanova is somebody who can talk about that. He was a Absolutely. high school pitcher here, played at South Miami, and his senior year, they kind of had to ride him, and they rode him, and they got he got him there. So it's gonna be interesting. And I know he listens. He's actually just texted me a picture now because he's got the DD hat on. Um, but he's gonna, it's going to be interesting because I remember going to see him play and me saying they're writing this guy, but he was all about it. So I think a lot of it has to do with personality as well.
0: Oh, absolutely. So we're going to get into that. Yeah, so some big guests coming on. I'm, I'm working on a couple of names that we'll reveal later, but, you know, Mike, there's another big name. We
1: got Luis Rivera. He's one of yeah. our dads in the division, in the 7U division. Awesome guy, played at FIU, drafted. He was a manager of the Brooklyn Cyclones uh, this season, which is the A-ball team for the Mets. I believe now he's, uh, he's like a, a defensive coordinator or something like that. And I love the way he works with the guys. He works with a bunch of pro guys. Um, and I reached out to him, and we talked a couple times, and I'm hoping to get him on next week. I hope he's listening. We'll get him on next week.
0: Awesome. Yeah, so some big shows coming up for Diamond Dreams Miami up and in. And, Mike, now as we get into MLB, there's, I go on Twitter a lot. And, you know, I go there and I, I pretty much get all my news from from Twitter, right? I'm like, you know, like you used to, I, I, I come from, for those that don't know, before I did real estate, I, was, I worked 16 years in, in television. I worked in, in radio before that. Um,
1: five Oscars? Five Emmys. We, Emmys. Emmys, Emmys, Emmys. Emmys. We got to talk about nice. that. Five That's Emmys. Five Emmys. And the real ones, they're <laughs> not, like, you walk into his house, he's got five Emmys and the DD Championship trophy in the middle in that picture you sent me. We, we, my but brother, I, But so I want to know, I want to know, there. I know we didn't, but I want to know about those Emmys, Armando. Tell everybody about those Emmys because everybody needs to know who you are.
0: Man, I, I worked in, like I said, I worked in TV 16 years. I worked at uh, Telemundo and I worked at uh, Univision. And, man, it, you know, I, I had the chance of being part of some – some great teams, you know, and we produce, um, we produce games. Soccer, they're all for soccer, for soccer games. Uh, one of them is for a, a soccer pre-game I used to produce for for Univision, and yeah, had the privilege, man, of of, uh, of being part of those Emmy Emmy award-winning teams, you know, for for Football Central for a couple of games between the USA and Mexico, and man, we would bust our ass for those games, you know. People watch these games and see what. You know, just a game. Right. They watch it, oh yeah, the cameras. Hey, that takes a lot of work, a lot of logistics. You got there some days before, you gotta scout, you gotta walk around, see where the cameras are gonna be, talk to your talent. And thankfully I'm I'm lucky that I had very good talent that would listen for the most part. <laughs> but while while you're on the air, we have these headphones right now, Mike, that you know, and, and I hear Pepe, I hear you. Imagine hearing six people in your ear at the same time. I'm hearing the director. I'm hearing the, the even associate if it's not director. to you, it's you're hearing it. I'm hearing it. I have to have it on so we can communicate. When we're gonna go to break. When we're gonna do stuff. And then the talent. Hey, what are we gonna do here? What are we gonna do here? And I'm like talking, pressing a button, t- telling me, hey, we're gonna do this. Telling the director, hey, this. Go to the other camera. Hey, we're gonna. do Hey, prepare this video. A billion things going on at once. So when people ask me, like, hey, you know. How did you get prepared for real estate? Man, I was under pressure, <laughs> like, doing live television. So, you that's know, awesome, A, a contract that's due in a few days isn't a big deal to me.
1: So I, I know we've heard of it before, but not one, not, not two, two, not three, <laughs> not four. You got five of them. That's big time. That's big it's time. funny
0: because I left uh, TV in February of 2019. I made the change when my son was born. Pepe, you, you know, you said you, you were overseas and stuff. Um, when my son was born, I'm, I, told, I told Anna, my wife, I'm like, I got to be around. I can't be at the news station. I can't be traveling. I got to be present. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be uh, a parent coach at Diamond no, Dreams. No, wouldn't. You I would've. wouldn't be recording this podcast right you now. Would've. I had no time.
1: I'd be getting a lot of text messages from you. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> I had no time. So I made that change in 2019. In May of 2019, I won my last Emmy. Because it was for 2018, oh, wow. Football Central, and I remember uh, the coordinating producer, uh, Chamo Alejandro Lodeiro, he calls me and he goes, "Amandito, ganamos, ganamos," you know, and I'm like, "Ganamos," you know, we were up for like two. Awesome. So I go, "Wait, which one did we win?" You know, he's like, Fútbol Central." Oh no, my no, god, that's awesome! awesome. I'm like I'm that's not awesome. even working in TV anymore, and I got some hardware. So that's awesome. So yeah, it's cool, and, and I remember Anna was like, "Oh, where are we gonna put him?" I'm like, "Front and center." Front and, and center. When, when <laughs> and that and that's
1: the 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 pinnacle of of awards for that, right? I, like, absolutely. When you
0: work in TV, it's the Emmys. the Emmys. When you make movies, it's the Oscars, and when you make music, it's the Grammys. But that's big. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man.
1: Well, I, I I tell people, by the way, everybody that I've said Oscars to, I meant I I meant Emmys. But um, I mean, I'm a good actor, but you too, know, I but. I wanted. You know, when I kind of tell people that, you know, some are like, "Oh, okay," but you know, I wanted people to know, like that that who 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 you were, bro. You know, I I like and to tell
0: so, you know because a lot of people are like, "Oh, yeah, okay, Armando Alvarez Realtor, right?" I had this whole life before <laughs> before I did real estate and and this whole career and and I did I did good things and you know and and it comes a time like I, I'm 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 humble. I don't like you know saying it out too much, but. But it's an accomplishment, so I gotta say, yeah, you know. And, time, yeah. and when people walk into my house, and you know, before Pepe leaves, I'll have them <laughs> ho- hold an Emmy and take a picture with it. I tell people hold it because it's not, it's not a, a it's it, it's heavy. Yeah, it, it's the yeah. real deal. It's, uh, you know, Mrs. Emmy there holding holding that globe. You know, it's it's pretty cool.
1: But the biggest trophy in the box. <laughs> the, biggest <laughs> the biggest trophy, trophy, trophy the in the box. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a. That's a big trophy. <laughs> That's awesome. But but yeah, like, you know, and 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 like I was mentioning, you know, working in TV and in, and in journalism for so long, it's not like back in the day that that you know, you you had to get home and watch the news and all that to get So I go on Twitter a lot. And and people like, you know, the the the, bad, uh, the good thing about Twitter is that you get you get stuff like immediately. Right? You get the, the latest news uh, at the moment, you know, right now. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Trevor Bauer. Oh, wow. Korea the contract. You know right away. The bad thing is people like to talk a lot of crap right. on on Twitter, and it gives people that shouldn't have an opinion an opinion. But hey, it's a free country. It's yeah. uh, you know, freedom of freedom of speech. You could write whatever the hell you want, and I have the right to call you stupid, and tell you that you're wrong. Of course. So one of the you know one of the things I've read that's stupid, and it's wrong, are people that think they're cute, they think they're funny, and they like to dog Babe Ruth. Listen, man, like Babe Ruth. Oh, what would Babe Ruth do now? He'd strike out two hundred. Hey, You know, shut the hell up. Babe Ruth played in a different era. You can't compare eras. You can't start saying like, oh, because this era. Babe Ruth in his era was hitting 60, while the rest of the major league teams were not hitting anywhere near 60. Babe Ruth was pitching and setting postseason records that Mariano Rivera broke many, many, many moons later. And... Said one day, you know what? I'm gonna start hitting now, and became the best hitter in all of baseball. No. So you gotta compare eras. You can't yeah. say, yeah. "Oh, yeah. Bob gets Bob Gibson will get lit up." Bob Gibson, in his time, would not get lit up. The guy had a sub two ERA. So for all those people talking trash about Babe Ruth, stop because, you know that that there's a that, that meme of Michael Jordan saying like like stop, get some help. Like that's. They need to get some help. They sound so stupid when they say this.
1: Armando, I know nothing about being a mechanic, bro. Nothing. And a lot of people out there don't know what they're saying or what they're doing. Number one, if you're a sports fan, any sport, you cannot cross eras. You just can't. You can't. You just cannot. You can't do it. Rules change. Trainings change. Everything changes. Babe Ruth was a monster, was was the was, was the best player. Just look at the numbers. Say what you want about the numbers. you got to see his name first on all of those. You know what I mean? Crossing errors is a real, real, real okay. big mistake. You can't do it. That's why the whole thing, Jordan, LeBron, you can't. You can't have a final answer. You can't. You know e- what I yeah, mean? Yes,
0: so that that's a little bit closer in era. Babe Ruth played. A yep. hundred years, yep. yep. years ago, man, almost a hundred years ago,
1: and he did things that nobody was even close to doing.
0: Like Hank Aaron broke his record many years later. Roger yeah. Maris, yeah, Roger Maris broke his record many years later. You know,
1: but I don't know if those people that think like that, I don't know if they're true sports fans, though. I don't know if those people really, really like understand or get or really in tune with what the sport is. You know what I mean? A lot of those people are just opinion givers. You know, like how many people do I watch on MLB Network that and they're still in the box? Like, they you know, we got a GM here that's never done any of that. So, you know, it's just it's just too many people that don't have a few. It's it's like if I going with Pepe, when you got here, I asked you a million questions about la pizzeria and how to make pizza because I didn't have a clue. I didn't, I didn't pretend at any moment, right? You know, oh yeah, no, because no man. Sound like an You sound like an idiot when you do that. You know what I mean? And I.
0: It's no, imagine like some guy that, like, he's like the goat of making pizza, like the first guy to ever make pizza, and you're like, yeah, oh, well, yeah. he sucked because he yeah. didn't have meat lovers. Yeah, or the guy know? that invented <laughs> the brick oven, but you're
1: going to go to him and say, no, or Nieto, no, because the bit hasn't. No, man. Like, come on. Or, like, dude. he said. Appreciate, appreciate. how, <laughs> a you know, value for for the things that have happened ahead of you. You know, appreciate the pathway that Babe Ruth has created, yeah. the story that he's created for these kids. Absolutely. The guy's still relevant over a hundred years later.
0: He it, appeared to Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Yeah, it's like Williams, Madonna. Seasons. Like <laughs> Madonna's <laughs> Madonna's
1: what, like seventy five years old already? And Madonna, you hear her name, it's like what?
0: You're like Right. Like, imagine like saying something stupid you know? like, like Oh, the Beatles can't compare no, to like man. Taylor Swift or yeah. something. You you no, know, you like,
1: man, like come on. Come on.
0: No, like be- people sound dumb, you know, and they're like, oh Jordan would get killed in this area. No, man. Oh, like man. Baby, who's your favorite baseball it. player of all time?
2: I would have to say Babe Ruth. That's the
0: That's the guy. That's the guy. There you go. That's like, the guy. You know? Like and I mean, you know, and I mentioned it in in, in you know in passing, but in, in the Sandlot, I mean, there's a there's a whole that it's based around Babe Ruth. And the ball being used for BP and Babe Ruth appearing in a dream and, you know, what was it? Heroes? Heroes get remembered, but legends never die? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, you like, stop. Like, don't, you know, like, you can't, you can't cross eras can't, and it, it's just it. dumb, you know, it, like, so just stop. That's my, that's my PSA for, for tonight. You know, and every
1: era has amazing players, so... You gotta so kind of like cross reference. You know, you're not re- really respecting those players in, in, in that moment. But no, imagine it's too much.
0: <clears throat> imagine somebody years from now, Mike, and you telling them like, oh, one of the best pitchers in my time, Greg Maddox, won a bunch of gold gloves, a bunch of Cy Youngs, a horse, through like, max ninety one. Oh, world, he's a scrub. He didn't throw one. Yeah,
1: that, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Why? Because people you
0: know? only watch their era, you know? Yeah. These kids yeah. that only watch, like, Jay yeah. Morant and yeah. Zion Williamson. And, yeah. Oh, those Zion like, Williamson would have killed Barkley. No, like, bro, like, I don't no. think, like, the story, like, <laughs> no. that.
1: the story Omar gave last week with the Jamie Moyer and the story I gave um, the with Mike the, the, the Mike Schmidt. The kids that are in our academy now. that story's not going to mean anything to them because they never saw him play. They don't, you know what, you know what I mean? So, so for that generation that's younger to have an opinion, like you're saying, it would be like, come on, man, like that's, you know, you don't want to sound like that. But you know, you (laughs) know, know
0: you know, who's uh who's job and responsibility that is, Mike, the parents, because I had a dad who was a big baseball fan and my dad had books that I have there that were like baseball encyclopedias and I learned about you know the best pitchers in the game, the 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 hitters, and all that. So I followed baseball. And I was telling Danny Montenegro, who's a dad at at St. Brendan, you know, as Jake and Danny that that uh, that played. DD at, D-D, at DD DD boys. So you know we, we were talking, and and he was talking about he's gonna take his boys to a, a, a baseball card show. Or, awesome. uh, it's more for Pokemon, awesome. but it's a it's a card show. Awesome. And I told him the first card show I ever went to. I met Jim Palmer and I got his his autograph and I loved it and I was super hyped to meet Jim Palmer, a pitcher who I never watched play because he didn't pitch when I after I was born. Right. He pitched in the sixties and seventies, you know, with, with Mike Cuellar and I mean the, those great Orioles teams. But I knew about the game. Right. I collect a bunch of mini mignoso cards because I know the game, you know. So, but there's some kids that it's just like yeah. you know their their parents don't teach them the history yeah. and they're just. Focus hey, on the now.
1: We should hit up that card show, man. If there's one coming soon. Let's see if you want to go. Hit Absolutely. Up, I would love, love to I'd love, do that. I started collecting
0: cards again. And, paper. I don't know if you collect cards or not, but I, I used to collect as a kid. Yeah, man. And I started collecting again and started to yep. make a, yeah. a collection for Anderson. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. I, I had it as a kid. Uh, my jam is starting to get interest in, awesome. in baseball cards. It's such a
1: fun it's thing. It's a folder already. It's such a fun thing. And, you know, I remember as kids, we had those little folders. We'd yeah. slip them in and we'd trade them. <laughs> I would love to see more of that, man. You I know
0: what? I'm, make a comeback. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out. Speaking of Twitter, I'm gonna reach out to a a, a baseball writer, see if he wants to come on, on Damages Miami up and in. So so we get to keep on having hard hitting guests. Yes. He covers baseball for the St. Louis Cardinals. And every single game, we become friends through Twitter. He takes boxes of, of the old cards, like the wax cards, you know, like the right. those junk wax right. boxes. And he gives them away at the game. Anybody who comes up to the press box, will give them a oh, awesome. a pack of cards. And, and you know, because I, I want to understand more how the collecting game has, has changed. Because okay. now I see, I was able to buy, when I was a kid, the, the mecca. The mecca of cards when I was a kid, 10 years old, was 1989 Upper Deck Ken Griffey Jr. Rookie card. That card was untouchable. And I opened packs after packs and I never got that card. I'm an adult now and I have money and I was able to buy it. But you know what, Mike? <laughs> it cost me like 60 bucks. Yeah. And, you know, like rated eight of 10 or seven of 10 or whatever. But now I'm seeing a, a card of a, you know, and I mean this in the nicest terms, you know, of all course. the baseball players, they're great. They're awesome. Absolutely. But a scrub, but because it's one of one, mm-hmm. it's like 5,000 bucks. Yep. I'm like, when did this get here? <laughs> I don't get it. You know what? It's- what happened to Kring Griffey and Barry Bonds? It's the
1: whole exclusivity thing, man. Those, the less yeah, cards exactly. there are. Um, my father-in-law works for a company called Heidelberg out of Germany. They work on printing machines. And Tops is one of their people that he has oh, wow. to like, kind of fix a machine. So, you know, he, he's told me he's seen some really cool stuff, man. Yeah. Like some real, real cool stuff that's like exclusive stuff, you know. And uh, it was one of ones, man. Was one of ones, but cards are awesome. You know, you go to Target, you go to Walmart. They, they got those complete sets, yeah. which I collect. I, I'm gonna try to buy every complete set from when I was born. So 79, 80, oh, wow. 81. Oh wow! So I've, I'm, you know, that's awesome. I've, I've, I've gotten every single one. I'm, I'm missing about fifteen of them, but I've gotten almost all of them. The problem is that there's a little range there that they get real expensive. They man. do. You know, you can buy a complete set now for fifty bucks, and the whole year will come out. And then it's cool because Target has like a, a rainbow. They'll have a a blue set, a purple set, a green set, an orange set. And if you could get all of them, you complete the rainbow and that has some value too. So so yeah, but we need to get somebody on the seal. We understand that. Yeah, man. Know?
0: I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to Ryan Fagan, see if he wants to come on the podcast. I think he'd be a great guest. He could talk Cardinals and he could talk uh, you know, just major league baseball in general, but about the cards. I mean, I, I really wanna understand because I get some cards and I have some there and I I, I don't know how valuable they are or not. You know, all I know that I have, all I know is that I was able to buy 1989 Upper Deck Ken Griffey Jr.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. You can buy two of <laughs> them. That, that was the
0: mecca. I actually bought two by mistake, and they there I won go. both both uh, auctions, and I got them. But awesome. But yeah, pretty cool, man. And you know, and and to to round out the show, you know, we like talking about a little bit of a, a Major League Baseball, Mike. There's um there's been trades that have been talked about with the Miami Marlins mentioned Tristan Casas. We mentioned a couple of other ones. The latest one surrounds it, 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 the Minnesota Twins. Minnesota Twins finally got Correa back Yep. after, you know, the whole saga, right? After how, him opting out how of many the first year, year? How many years of contracts did he sign? <laughs> was it 38 30, years <laughs> for like $830 million? Or you <laughs> Some, agreed to that? Crazy. It's like agreeing everywhere. Yeah, give me, give me. You know, it just doesn't matter. Bro, but que de caro, bro. I read the whole wow. statement that he it's had about ridiculous. the Twins, and, and I'm like, Papa, you flirted with two other teams, and now he, you're listen, and now you're back
1: to the Twins. He had a three-year, $105 million contract with the Minnesota Twins. He opted out after the first year, okay? Like, I think the Twins, you know, the Twins, I maybe they're taking a different approach, saying, wait, hey, that's okay, now we're going to use him. <laughs> now we're going to bring him. We need him, but we really know who he is, which organization can fake it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But think about that. Like he opted out. See ya. Probably wanted to go play her for a contender. And then now in his statements, I like, go, oh, let's get back to yeah. what we started. What do you yeah, mean? What yeah, you yeah. started? <laughs> you opted out. You left. You left. You were the one that's seventy-five million dollars yeah. on the table. You know, an average of thirty-five a year to to go. And you flirted. You and then now you're banal, like, and you know what? It just the my opinion of the way I see it. Him and the whole cheating thing and that. I, it fits right in.
0: With, oh yeah, with, you know, I I was talking to to my friends who are actually on on the gold team, the oh, yeah. Pulido brothers, yeah, uh, Caesar and Marcel. I, w- I was talking to them yesterday, and I and I made a you know a little little comparison, right? I go, you know, let's say the three of us, Mike Quintana, Armando Alvarez, and Pepe Marina, tell our beautiful wives, Jenny, Anna, and Priscilla. Hey, peace out. We're out. We dip. Ah, coño, we go to the first girl.
1: The party, yeah. Yeah, we get
0: rejected. Oh, we go to the other one. Oh, you know, get rejected. Oh and then we go God. back. Oh honey, no, it was no, you all along. No, no, it was back. you. Like, how was it? Let's started. let's finish
1: what we And that's what I think. And I think like carao, yeah, bro. I just, I just Man. think like at the end of the day, I, I don't know Dude, if the people around them are helping him. Like like if I'm if I'm your boy if, if Amando, that's you, I go to you and say, Oye, bro, perdóname, me," <laughs> But anywhere but Minnesota, bro, what do you mean you're going back to Minnesota? You're going to look, like, Make that's what my my advice, but where's the socio there? And I get it. We're talking about $200 million, so maybe the socio is saying, Oye, bro, me los ciento Like, you don't know that, but, but the money's being thrown around to everybody. He's going to get paid wherever he goes. <laughs> But Oconyo, that move—it just—it's not a good look. Oh my God, it's not a good look for, man. for somebody it's not that a good look.
0: That, that that's had, had a, a lot look.
1: of bad looks and he's had a lot of bad things come out of his mouth when the he guy, said a thing about Jeter. The guy I said, "Oh, no, there's Jeter,
0: cualquiera," no, you know. No, oh, no, oh, yeah. no, no, but, no, 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 no. Come on, man! Like seriously, like <laughs> he he, he just—he looked
1: just looked terrible. Bro, not just that, but when the whole cheating thing came out and guys were giving their opinions,
0: he was trying a bunch of guys. He was trying oh, a bunch of guy. Yes, he was like, getting he was getting nasty about man. it. He was getting nasty about you know, it. No, what you should have done there was Mina, and that <laughs> and, and that and that's what I, what I didn't appreciate. You know, and that's why where a lot of people dog you know one of my favorite players of all time Rafael Palmero a lot because he opened his mouth while Maguire and Sosa pretended he didn't speak uh, English. He's like, hey, I know baseball is being very good to me, and Maguire was like, I just want to talk about the future, <clears throat> and Palmero started wagging his finger. Uh, it's the same thing, man. Like, Altuve stayed quiet. Todo el mundo se quedó calladito. Calladito, man. Alex, Alex Cora and... and um, Disappeared off the face and, of the and map. And Hurdle, you know, you know, took their punishment, calladito, oh, yeah. and then reappeared or whatever. I mean, Beltran. What's you know, like, the
1: saying? Calladito. Uno <laughs> se ve más bonito. Se
0: ve más bonito. And Carlos Correa, oh, bro, what's up, bro? No, it's too much. Shut up, and, and That's not
1: leadership. That's not leadership. What, he's, he may think that he's coming out and Mike, I'm defending. That's not
0: leadership, bro. The Dodgers and the Yankees wanted no part of this guy. Nothing. Nothing. Everybody was like, oh, but the Yankees, the Yankees don't want him. Nothing. The Dodgers came out almost publicly through sources and said, hey, Dodger fans would not appreciate this guy on our team. No, man. Of course not. Of and course and not. you were saying about Socio giving good advice. Hey, Jenny and Priscilla. Don't don't go don't go elsewhere. <laughs> 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 tops, tops. Don't 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 ever don't ever make that mistake. Another guy that might move Mike, Brian Reynolds from the Pirates. It seems like he's like La Niña Bonita right now. And you know, and, oh, and we were talking about, you know, episode fifteen, right? The Niña Mujer, yeah, you know, right. Iglesias. Saying, yeah, chayang de Tiempo de Vals. We're here. But you know, we, we you know not calling Brian Reynolds una niña, but La Nina Bonita, you know, it's like the the prize of uh, of trades right now. Everybody wants Brian Reynolds, including the Yankees, including the Marlins. You know, the like guy, he's a great outfielder, speedster. Solid could hit player. He could, could hit.
1: He's a solid player.
0: The Pirates, according to John Heyman from the New York Post, won four prospects or players for Brian Reynolds. From the Yankees, they wanted at the least Jason Dominguez, Anthony Vope. It's Osmo Peraza. Is way too much. It's way too much.
1: How, does this guy have a deal in place right now? Or is he... What's his deal? How many years he, you got get him for?
0: They were trying to extend him. And he rejected whatever the The qualifying offer? Yeah.
1: So he's a free agent. Or no. Or he's no, still no, under he's control. No, no. He's
0: still under control, but, but mm. he rejected the... Arbitration. The, uh, okay, he's, the So agreement. he's going to go to arbitration.
1: Yeah. Okay. So he's probably got a couple years left of control. That's got to be an even swap, one for one. Yeah. Period. Like a two for one there, the Pirates are winning that big time.
0: Because for the Marlins... Imagine the Marlins having to give up Pablo Lopez, Trevor Rogers, Max Meyer, and Khalil mm, Watson.
1: No, that's too much for that guy. It's too much. No, and I wouldn't even. I, I would trade that guy straight up for one of those big dog Yankee prospects. That's and, it. And for the Marlins, um, Pablo, Pablo. That's it. Yeah, I'm that's fine it. with that. I'll go with that.
0: May, maybe another A. Let her. Want?
1: Let her know in the morning, and uh, text her <laughs> up that. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're good with that trade. That's yeah, happen exactly. Know what I mean?
0: No, that's, that to me is a good trade. And, you know, Bri- Brian Reynolds, if pobre, wants to go to an or- organization that, that can pay him some money. You know, not that the Marlins are one of the top dogs, but the Marlins have the pitching. The Pirates, I think, are in a worse position than the Marlins because the, the Pirates don't really have much. They have O'Neill, Cruz and, and what and else? They just
1: lost Bell, right? They lost Bell. Bell. Uh, I don't think they got much. They got a nice stadium. They got yep, much. They, they got do. a real nice stadium. They're, but uh, they they're, much they're not the pirates that we grew yeah. up with. with Andy Bonilla, Van like and those Van Slyke guys, said Bream. yeah, no, yeah, they're you know they're just uh, they're just they're just probably stashing money away, hopefully, because I think they draw pretty good pictures. Got to be a good draw, yeah. And um, they they might just be waiting for those young prospects they got to come up, and and some teams do that. Some teams just patiently ride it out and wait and wait and wait and wait until until you kind of got to explode, yep.
0: you know, so. and. And, you know, and, and we were talking about the Emmys and that I work in TV and all that, right? Like, uh, you do segues and transitions, you know, and, and the other day, Omar was like, oh, that was a good transition. So, how, how's this for a transition? Speaking of Pittsburgh, the Miami Dolphins used to have the best player to ever come out of the University of Pittsburgh, Dan Marino. Dan the, right? man. Dan the man. Dan the Man. Dan the Man is not going to show up this Sunday at Buffalo. Because Tua's not showing up. You know who's showing up? Skylar Thompson is showing up. Oh, oh, my God. The Dolphins finally made the playoffs once again. And Tua's not available.
2: Not even the backup is available.
0: Not even the backup <laughs> available. So, <laughs> Skylar Thompson it is. And, Skyler, I love you, bro. But, uh, we've, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get clobbered by we're, Buffalo. We're right? one
1: and one against uh, uh, Buffalo, right? We right. won a game by three points. And we lost the game by three points, yeah. right? Both time with Tua. Yeah, both time with Tua. My in-laws' neighbor, Pastor Fuster, the financial guy, we're That's gonna right. have Big come Buffalo on. Big Buffalo fan. He's leaving this weekend. I, I saw the flag. Yeah, from he saw it for his house. Uh, he's leaving this weekend. He invited me. He's hey, let's go get tickets, hotel. Bro. I said no, I can't. I'm busy with the academy. Boom. He's going. He's going. He's going. He's going. He's going. So, um, listen, man. You never know. These Look, guys got to suit. These guys got to train all week. They got to prepare. And then game day's got to come and they got to suit up and they got to go out there and compete for an hour and a half. And hey, right now they're one-on-one. One. That's the way I see it. Right no, now they're one-on-one. One. You
0: know, like you said, anything can happen. I mean, Raheem Mostert might come out and run for 240 yards and four touchdowns. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, the defense might come out and finally play a, a full game. But, you know, right now it doesn't look likely. And, and why? Because Tua is not, um, is not suiting up. And listen, I've been, I've been a fan of Tua since Alabama. His junior year, which is when he had the hip injury, and, and the year before, to be, to be quite honest, I watched every Alabama game. Why? Because, one, they were on TV, because Alabama's always on yeah. TV. Uh, two, because I wanted the Miami Dolphins to draft Tua at some point. I was a big fan of Tua.
2: And we support the, the, beginning. the short guys.
0: And we support the short guys, Pepe and I. We know the short dude, you know, like David Eckstein. And, but we, we, I supported Tua always. You know, I, I wanted him over Herbert. I wanted him over Burrow. I wanted him over everybody. Still? I'm going to get there. Um, today, Armando Alvarez is done with Tua. Why? And it's not because he can't play. It's because he's not able to play. And it has nothing to do with the hip injury. It has nothing. It has to do with a concussion, and that's something that's a bit more delicate. It's your brain. There's been CTE proved, proven through the years. You know, we've gotten to some unfortunate situations, like Junior Seau. Guy shoots himself in the chest and leaves a note saying, "Like study my brain because I'm not well." You you have uh, studies done on on a whole bunch of players' brains that have passed away and had CTE. Aaron Hernandez, who killed himself in jail after murdering, at the least, two people. At they, the least. They studied his brain, and they said he had the brain of, like, an 80-year-old, like, dementia patient. Dude, it's a tough game. And Tua's already had three concussions in one season. The guy doesn't know how to fall. You've seen him. They push him back, and he falls straight That's on terrible. his head. It's terrible. Yeah, it's bad. He they has grab no him and out. throw him. The last one... They grab him by the back. I don't know how the hell he ends up
1: yeah. flipping back and hitting his head. And Armando, they're just touching him. And he's these linemen are just shoving him. And and, and he's flying, you know.
0: And I, I feel for the guy. I love the guy. The guy has had an amazing season. I think Pro Bowl-type season. But if you're getting to the biggest game right now in, your, in for the year in your franchise, the biggest game in years, years. for your franchise— you have a chance to be Buffalo and you can play. You can't play.
1: I'm on a couple of things going back to Alabama. Like I had the best line and the best receivers.
0: But he has the best and receivers now. now. Not yeah, the best line though, but, but
1: but this is the NFL. You know, when that when that line and those defensive linemen start coming at you, boy. <laughs> it's a different it's game not the same, and though. they've proven it. They've proven it. Like bro, first of all, those guys shouldn't be catching up to him, number one, okay? And, you know, it goes back to what I've said always, Amando, and I hope that, that you're convinced quarterbacks need to be big, big guys. Except Drew Brees. Who can throw the ball. <laughs> I get it. I, I get it. I get it. Always, exception. always exceptions. Always the exception, yeah. I get it. But if you want longevity in an organization – that you want to hold on to a quarterback for a long period of time, like Ben Roethlisberger did, like all these big-time quarterbacks that have been with these organizations a long time, they are big guys. They're guys who have gotten hurt and come back, boom, but they've never had issues with their head. The moment that I saw Tua get on the ground and I saw those fingers crossed up in front of him, to me, Bubba, your career's over the fact that and i understand the playoffs he can't play i get it but the, the to me like him coming back to play after that showed me and i defended him this guy's being a mac daddy competitor and that's what these bad guys ass. know He's how to do un, un caballo bro yeah, yeah. okay yeah. because dude the guy wants to come out and compete with his team like and i and i get it and and I, and i and you know i had this conversation with many people Oh, but you know his his life yes i get it i get it but, guys, these, these these guys are built to compete. Like, their brains don't trigger any other way. So, to me, them, him coming out after that finger cross-up, showing me, and then he got hurt again, yeah, you're done, dude. Yeah.
0: No, and, 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 and look, the done. Dolphins took a lot of shit the first time that, that it happened. So, so, I understand him not playing now because, you know, everybody was like, all the Twitter doctors and everybody, oh, he can't play, they're ruining his life, and this and that, and the Dolphins got a lot of crap for it. Um... I get it. You know, and he came back the first time. But, Mike, to your point about big quarterbacks, look, there's two guys I would would probably replace him with next season. One is going to be 46 years old. It's Tom Brady. Tom Brady, baby. And the other one is Aaron Rodgers, who's pretty old as well. Any of those two guys with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle could win a Super Bowl.
1: Brock Purdy right now could win a Super Bowl with those guys.
0: Brock Purdy, man. The it last was, pick uh, in the draft. Last pick in the draft. Okay. But, but he has a McDaddy defense. We that go. that, that man, Niners man, defense we is nasty. And the Dolphins defense has been a, a disappointment. If the Dolphins get eliminated this weekend, I want Josh Boyer out as DC I'm by gonna, next week.
1: I'm going to give you an example of the quarterback okay, situation. Trevor Lawrence. Jacksonville.
0: Look at Jacksonville.
1: Clemson. That guy's 6'5". That's your guy. It's third year. They're they're knocking the door or they're in already. But they're right there. They're on a nice little the streak. Guy's boop, the guy's got the hair. The guys, but the guys on a capalate. The guy looks like a freezer. Okay. And he can run and he can do it. And that's that's what I'm saying, man. Those are the guys that we need to draft. Those guys. That guy. That bulldog. Look dude, look at look at Buffalo. Look at
0: Allen. Josh Allen's a beast. Come on, guys. That he, not he, only is he, he is so
1: good. Not only is he the size of your shed, but when <laughs> he needs to jump and be athletic, and he does it. And he those are the guys people. that you need to draft. And that's why that's I, I'm amazing. telling you, man, you know, like if you want longevity in, a pro, in, a, in an NFL team, you need to have un caballo and your kawaiyo's got to be your quarterback. It's not a receiver. It's not a running back. It's not a center. It's your quarterback, and that guy needs to be big, like LeBron. Like what LeBron does to a basketball team for he for that that's what He's you need beast. that's what you need, and those guys have to be the biggest guys on the field
0: yeah so I, I, as a lifelong dolphins fan who suffers, I mean I got my my little water Marinos a big guy I got a dolphins logo, Marino's huge <laughs> i I feel like we're starting from scratch again. It's like you know we had two uh, but but we're a little further because he just plug in a right quarterback with these receivers, and we're going to be fine and you mentioned Trevor Lawrence um. Recently, I, I forgot. It. it might have been Barstool. They they put out like um, pictures of of all the NFL quarterbacks as girls, yeah. and and had a, like a like a like a little stat right of how, how many drinks. Would yeah, you would have it to take? Have. Right, right, right. I saw and that. They obviously like made up all of, of course, them. You know, made them into girls and all that. Trevor Lawrence, they left him as his. They, as his. <laughs> <laughs> they left them as is. I was like, oh my god.
1: Oh, man, but I'll tell you what, man, I remember seeing him play because my, my niece and nephew, the ones that live in, uh, in, in Greenville, South Carolina, my sister Mary and Jose, their kids go to Clemson. Oh, nice. So, you know, one just graduated, she's doing her master's there, and uh, Marcos is leaving on the 16th to, uh, like, a study abroad thing in Spain, so real cool. And so I remember being there and watching the games, the games, and him telling me, Jose, which, you know, was a super athlete when he was younger, and. Still holds all the records there, 40 or dash or Westwood Christian, badass. Oh, nice. Um, telling me just you know because he kind of understands the way I think with the sports, and he's very into the 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 sport thing and the mentality and and uh, yeah, he was like, "Hey, bro, this this kid's gonna be the real deal." Like he told me, you know, real deal. And and no, you know, and with uh, with him
0: and, and Doug Peterson as yeah. as head coach, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think yeah. they're on the right path. I mean, uh, the the Jaguars, I don't know if they'll win it this year. But speaking of winning it this year, Pepe, what's your Super Bowl prediction? Just not who's going to win, but what teams are going to get there?
2: That's a tough one. I would say, I don't know. It's
0: a tough one. <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a tough year, right? Who yeah. do you
1: think is going to come out of the AFC? Buffalo. And yeah. out
2: of the
0: NFC? Niners.
2: Hate to d- say, but A- Buffalo d- will probably come out of the AFC. Uh, yeah, defense. We got to beat the Dolphins this week in Buffalo.
0: Defense catchy there. Defense wins championships, and I'm picking the Niners over Buffalo in the Super Bowl
1: with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Brock Purdy at quarterback. Commando, I'm with you. And let me tell you something, guys. Just in case this is the first episode you listen to, Brock Purdy was the last pick, Mr. Irrelevant. of the NFL draft, Mr. Irrelevant. He came in against the Dolphins, right? Against the Dolphins. And right away, kid just started shining. Yeah, Good for him. Good for him, man. Probably.
0: So, baby, NFC. It's a Buffalo AFC. Who won the NFC? T-
1: Tampa Bay? No?
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think it's between it's Niners, Cowboys, Eagles. But Jalen Hurts is a, li- a little bit hurt. He'll no not know. Is he going to be back? Or? He, he will be back. But, man, I, that Niners yeah. defense... It's just the eagles, eagles sick. Fell off. Um, yeah. And the no. and the Cowboys lost this weekend, so I, I don't know how they'll do. But how about the the Vikings? Do they come out and <laughs> and surprise everybody? I oh, don't know, man. They Listen, I'm gonna tell you
1: what. Um, if it's not the Dolphins, I want to see Buffalo. As much as the Miami people don't like Buffalo, and Mando, uh, you you created I it. He doesn't. He doesn't.
0: And and I don't like they, the fan. Except pastor, hold on, pastor but they've they they've
1: stepped up with some some things with this year with some some funds <laughs> and stuff like that, and and it, you know a couple of instances have happened just against them. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and you know they've in my case, in my opinion, man, they they've acted class act. With no, them. look, I'm, and I,
0: you know? I I don't yeah. like Buffalo, you know, because they're they're rivals. Going back to Twitter, man, their fans talk more shit than any other fans. <laughs> well, no, in the you'll world, have Pastor man. here soon. <laughs> <laughs> but look, one of my best friends, Victor Bermudez, is a big Buffalo fan, and you know we go at it like you know half-heartedly or whatever. But but he you know he's a sensible guy. But dude, there were some guys on Twitter like after that Dolphins lost, like oh, cause look, they're holding on, and I'm yeah, like, no, bro, yeah, cae la boca, you know yeah, it's. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but yes, it's look, it's a feel-good story. I like Josh Allen, I really do. Yeah, I, I like Josh Allen. I would like to see him when because he's a, he's a he seems like a very good dude uh my friend victor went and interviewed him for for telemundo him and miguel gerwitz another friend of mine and and dude the guy was class act class act and i and i and i appreciate that being from the tv world you know how many times i got blown off by some athletes who were just jerks yeah, and and josh allen seems like a good dude and and of course you know what happened with demar hamlin i mean what what, that, that needs to be made yeah. into a movie no and the injury they, they, they went with, to Super Bowl.
1: with Tua was against them and their fun his fun you know Tua came out after and was like hey man you know I want to give a shout out to you know the Bills Mafia and stepping up with the thing with, with his fun
0: hey, but I, I
1: just think they've you know they they just shown some class with
0: that you know and but no no matter what happens no no matter what happens, no matter what happens you know, know what happened this year Dolphins beat Buffalo and Tua was hugging Josh <laughs> Allen <laughs> consoling him like if he was his dad <laughs> But but Pepe, thanks again for being on Diamondries oh, Miami Up and In.
1: Oh yeah, the we just had the yeah, food. Listen, we had uh, I'm, I'm, pizza. I'm ready
0: for some some more meatloaf. By the
1: way, Abuelas Flan. Oof, we're gonna have to good. get some more of that.
0: Yeah, yeah we we're do have to request award-winning, that. Award winning <laughs> flan. But thank you guys for listening. David Espinosa next Tuesday See on Diamondries Miami Up and In. Thank you. All right.